All right. We're recording, babes. OMG. OMG. Bonjour. Shall we do this whole episode in uh, four-letter words? OMG is a three-letter acronym. I know. It was just a joke. You're listening to Who Run the World, a podcast about female leadership. I'm your host, Marilyn, and I'm joined by... Rhea, your other host. And today, guys... What are we talking about? We're talking about the controversial, but oh-so-much-fun Myers-Briggs. We're talking about personalities. And you have a big one, don't you? Eh, because you have a very small one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ray. Oh, oh. All right. Wait, Let's first of all, some history. The Myers Briggs test was developed by a mother daughter duo. Ooh. Did you Women. Know? Women. Why is it called Myers Briggs? It's their family names Catherine Cook Briggs. All and right. her daughter, Isabel Briggs Myers. And therefore, you have. Myers-Briggs. Exactly. They developed this test in 1917 is when the mother, uh, Catherine, began the research around personality because she observed amongst the people in her entourage that um, they behaved quite differently. And so the work that they did is based on a conceptual theory by Carl Jung, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Philosopher. And psychologist who said that most people experience the world using four principal psychological functions. The work that they did developed this test that looks at how people rank on four different couples. The first one is introversion and extroversion. So a lot of people think that introverted people are shy and extroverted people are Not necessarily. Loud, unrelated. So introverted people are those who, when they are tired, will want to recharge by taking time alone. Mm -hmm. And extroverted people are those who will recharge by wanting to see other people. The other three couples, let's start with the first one, which is sensing versus intuition. Which means? Whether you rely on facts and your perceived reality mm -hmm. to make decisions or whether you think about possibilities or potential. The third couple is logic and truth versus values and relationship. So again, which one do you rely on the most mm -hmm. in your management, decision-making, dealing with others? And then finally, it's judging versus perceiving, meaning is your process for creativity or decision-making a well-structured one? Or is it one that kind of flows in a lot of different directions before getting to its intended purpose? A lot of companies make their employees take this test. So it helps teams learn how to work with each other. For example, I know at one company, depending on your if you're an F or a T, right? So that's feeling or thinking. Mm -hmm. So if you're more of a feeling, then you are more on the sensitive side. And if you're more on the T side, you're more on the logic side. So depending on that, the way you receive feedback would be different. So if someone is an F, for example, you'd might want to like choose your words a bit more carefully on how you phrase the feedback. Whereas if someone's a T and, and is more logic driven, then you would want to maybe hit them more with facts. Right. Now we have to caveat this by saying, Rhea, that actually academics do not stand behind this test and that most people with, you know, real research in their background actually think it's bollocks and they akin it to having your horoscope being shared. Hala, I will admit that reading your what your personality type is does have a bit of horoscopy vibes to it because yes. when they do or the, at least the website that we use which is 16personalities.com the way they will write it or write it up is very rosy and broad strokey but mm -hmm. that does also have some uh, nuggets of truth. Now, let me just give you a bit of why I think this test is interesting. So Tell first me. of all, introversion and extroversion out of the four couples are the ones that have actually been proven to be linked to your DNA. And so there is real science to say that you are mostly introverted or mostly extroverted and that it really impacts your behavior. And so I think it's very important to know which one you are. 
But I think more importantly than anything else, Myers-Briggs or others, I think having something to speak from, which is to say like, oh yeah, it's true. My values are very important to me or my feelings or my I trust my intuition more than I care about data. It doesn't matter how accurate they are. What matters is that you now have a reason to share with your colleagues mostly because that's really yeah. where this stuff comes in. But, but also with your family friends and friends, and family, yeah. how you make decisions, how you think, how you look at the world. I love people who always question themselves the world all these different things and i actually to your point think that when you get your personality result it just makes you take a second and think yeah oh, is that true is that not true and i would recommend if anyone would like to do the test to do it in a group i think it's quite fun to also read this out loud or read your, your personalities out loud because i think also there are some traits that you don't realize about yourself that friends and family can say yes or confirm or deny exactly and so we had Quite a hoot looking at our own results. All right. Are you ready? I am. Da, 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 da. Okay. I, Before it will go. come as no surprise to anyone. I am a commander. Commandante. So that's ENTJ, which means I'm extroverted. I'm intuitive. I use thinking and judging in forming opinions and creating new concepts. Dive a little deeper. Mm -hmm. All right. To what this means. Luli, can you read to me the first paragraph or the first couple lines yeah of your so, personality a commander they are decisive people who love momentum and accomplishment they gather information to construct their creative visions but rarely hesitate for long before acting on them and i want to say commanders are natural born leaders i think that's very true mm -hmm. you are someone who is always with data and google at your fingertips <laughs> Of course, as our loyal listeners do know, I spent four months living with you mm -hmm. and I was there when you lost your job at the opera. But the second you decided to start your own company, it was like done. Bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Like it was done. It was happening. Do you agree with the, the first assessment of this? Look, I mean, I definitely think this uh, sounds about right as far as I'm concerned. It does continue to say that, yes, I have charisma, confidence, authority, but also that I can sometimes be ruthlessly rational. Uh, a few other things, right? It says that commanders are characterized by ruthless levels of rationality using their drive, determination, and sharp minds to achieve whatever end they set them for themselves. And maybe it's a best that they only make up 3% of the population Ooh. so that they don't overwhelm the other timid and sensitive personality types that make up much of the rest of the world. So pros and cons, baby. Um, but definitely this resonates with me. I do feel like it sounds about right. I also am very much aware of my ability to alienate others and I'm constantly trying to, to work on it. Tell me more. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked a lot about it previously in other terms on, on the on the show about the fact that I always feel like, oh, I am a natural leader. And in many situations, I've been chosen as the leader, whether I wanted to be or not. And that leadership often comes with a certain level of isolation and uh, being alone. And some of it is driven by the fact that you are pushing people further and more than they are comfortable. And that is part of your job. But it also has that downside of sometimes being perceived as being a little too strong on others. Is that something, for example, you, when you're going into a working relationship, do you state that at the beginning? I do. I mean, it doesn't mean necessarily that all my relationships end well uh, or that people always understand what I'm saying or that they empathize. That's also, you know, 
leaves room for people's different interpretations. But I do always say like, look, I know I'm strong. If you want to give me feedback, you can. I try to create that space. Of course, it doesn't mean that everybody jumps into it. If I may give my two cents as someone who is both your friend and who's worked with you. There's many of the times where I will fight back and you actually love the debate side of things. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I love every challenge, including a great intellectual debate. But I find that sometimes, I mean, you, Rhea, are one of the people who knows that if you say, actually, I disagree, Marilyn will think about it. But a lot of people don't even get to that point. Maybe because they don't think they can. Exactly. Part of it has to do with me, but I also always remind myself that part of it has to do with them and how much they trust their own opinions to be able to say, I know you look scary and really smart, but I don't care. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think assertiveness is, well, you do make only 3% of the population, but that it's a very (laughs) rare quality. It can be very triggering for people who also want to be that way, but find it more difficult. Yeah, I agree. Tell us a little bit about you. All right. The campaigner. A campaigner is an ENFP. Mm -hmm. So as we had said before, extroverted, intuitive, feeling, and perceiving perceiving these people tend to embrace big ideas and actions that reflect their sense of hope and goodwill towards others their vibrant energy can flow in many directions. it doesn't interest me what you do for a living i want to know what you ache for and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing it doesn't interest me how old you are i want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love for your dreams for the adventure of being alive very cool so basically the uh, campaigner is Not the hype man. I don't want to call it the hype man, but it's someone who thinks of very big ideas, would love to like brainstorm with people, is very able to get people moving and acting upon their ideas. Very social people, very sensitive people. According to what's written here, they're very, very independent and they cannot feel like they're held down by someone or feel caged in any way. But also campaigners are very unorganized. They can get lost in an idea. They're not good at the menial tasks, the day-to-day. They will postpone doing things a lot. Sometimes I also do feel like this. I feel like I get bogged down by the day-to-day task and I'm not able to really truly let my mind uh, roam. So when did you discover what your type was? Maybe like four years ago when my friends started working at a company where they had to they had to do it. Have you used it often in work conversations? No, I I've mean, never used it in work conversations. Not necessarily citing it directly, but just saying like, okay, so by the way, this is how I function. So actually in work functions, I don't really use it. It's quite interesting. The part where I, that I really try to work on is my forgetfulness and to making sure that I stay organized. I double down to make that effort because I am more aware of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to, first of all, try to manage my weaknesses and then on the other hand lean into my strengths right so let's say i know that i am someone who has ideas and who's able to brainstorm and because so for campaigners another characteristic is there's no limit right there's no limit of thought you can really go and sail on an idea till you land on on where you're supposed to be so i think that also has helped me a lot in work and i used to be ashamed of that sometimes like Mm -hmm. kind of like oh i'm like thinking too much or I'm a bit crazy or all these different things but actually my most recent job I just lean into that 100 it's like that saying you shoot for the moon and if you don't land at least you land among the stars Mm -hmm. that's so poetic thank you I'm a poetic person do you think the campaigner is accurate yes I mean it also helps that you grew up in Washington DC and your parents were in diplomacy and in that sense it was also something that was part of your formative years to learn how to influence others through talking ideas content creation but also networking so I just find that the campaigner as an image really fits you well thank you very much and the joke is actually that my mother her friends used to call her 
colonel or general, I can't remember. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So it's really funny. I mean, so that's why I'm saying like Myers-Briggs is a bit controversial, but also it allows you to like look at traits and decide whether they apply to you or not, become aware of them, be able to name them, which is also so essential. Do you want to go through strengths and weaknesses that is for each of us exactly and discuss it? what I was going to suggest. Oh my God, we're always on the same page. All right, Rhea, so I'm going to read out to you my negatives. You're going to tell me whether you agree. Okay. Stubborn and dominant. Agreed. Of one to ten. Oh, there you go. Intolerant. Disagree. Right. So the way they define it is it's my way or the highway. And I agree with you. I am not like that. I may seem forceful, but I'm more than willing to change my mind. May words. I make a, a caveat? Like, for example, if I want to convince you of something, I really need to have a good argument for it or else you won't go for it. Totes. But I take the effort to do the same thing for others. Am I impatient? Yes. Uh, and definitely, I mean, here it says also some people need more time to think than others. And I have a intolerance to delaying my quick thinking. And it's so I, true. I, I agree with that. I have a high, like a lot of people in my life suffer from that. In meetings, you will remember this from the keyword days. I used to play games just so that I, I wouldn't know. interrupt other people. I know. My husband, God bless him. He's a very different typology than me. And he loves to take his time to think about his ideas. And that just, it kills me. Uh, I'm arrogant, apparently. Yes and no. I don't think arrogant is the right word. I like to use the word confident. Hmm. But I I'm say sure I, I was. I think I was when I was in my early 20s. I was like, ha ha, I'm so much better than everybody. But I learned to sh- sh- I check I wonder also with the, the Myers-Briggs with age, as age goes by, if it changes. Yeah, that's the thing. Actually, for example, Suzanne, my career coach, doesn't believe that this is my type anymore. Although Myers-Briggs claim that your type doesn't change over your lifetime, it isn't exactly true. It does change. True. Yeah. It says here that I'm poor at handling emotions. You're poor at, and you've become so much better, especially this year, at sharing your emotions or allowing. Actually, you know what you're poor at? You view emotions or your own emotions as an obstacle. Totes, they're always in my way. It says here I'm cold and ruthless. I disagree. Like a killer. Actually, one of the biggest misconceptions about you is that you're cold and ruthless. So true, Razy. I'm not cold and ruthless. I do appear that way, mostly because I make decisions and move fast and don't look back, but I'm far from it. All right. Let's read yours. All right. Are you ready? Poor practical skills. Yes. So yeah. Upkeep, administration, follow through. Totes. Find it difficult to focus. Shocking. (laughs) Overthink things. Do you think you overthink things, Rhea? I'm going to overthink about overthinking. And then you're going to roll it in your head for three weeks and think about it all the time and come out the other end of the tunnel and you don't remember where you started but at least i come out at the end of the tunnel alhamdulillah yes and also your tunnels have become shorter that's true with time and also there's certain things i overthink about work i never really overthink about work no but like most other humans you overthink about human interactions get stressed easily yep although you are much better now yes i know how to the thing is i know how to deal and work through the stress but i do internally do get stressed yes and when you get stressed your voice becomes a little more um high-pitched high-pitched and you start losing a few letters in your word yes and the shape of your face changes what do you mean it changes like it kind of drops a little bit i don't know how to express that highly emotional (laughs) i am very emotional i'm very sensitive you are very emotional and as we said that's also why we're such an interesting pair mm. because you teach me to be emotional and then I teach you to suck it up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One cannot live without the other, right? Totes. Independent to a fault. 
Okay, yeah. I mean, the story of your tattoo, I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, I'm an independent human being. But Rhea had been talking about getting this tattoo for like a while. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll go with you. Maybe I won't, whatever. And then one day she's like, by the way, I'm at the tattoo place. I'm like, uh, I didn't care that you had gone without me. But I was like, who's with you? And you're like, nobody. I'm like, uh, say what? You're getting a tattoo alone? I've gotten all my tattoos, except for the one with Suhail alone. I know, dude, but that was like independent to a fault. Yeah, because I, I hate feeling that someone's waiting for me. I hate feeling that I can't just go do something because I want to do something. Also, you hate feeling like you're a burden on others and so you become independent as a reaction. Sure. Sure. Let's go to the, the positive strengths. This is going to be fun. I am efficient. If you ever want to get shit done, call Luli. She will get it done. 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 I am energetic. That's very true. Actually, your mother said this once. I don't know if she said it to you. She said it to you. She said it to me. So we were, I was having coffee with your mom and she said that you are the fire that walks into every room and that gets people to be their best, to do their best. And actually in any room that you walk in, you're the hype man. I'm the hype man. The second time we use that word in this podcast. Love it. Self-confident, but not in a bad way. It says here, commanders couldn't do what they do if they were plagued by self-doubt. They trust their abilities, make known their opinions, and believe in their capacities as leaders. I agree with that fully. Yeah. Strong-willed. Agreed as well. Strategic thinkers. You know, can we pause on this one? Totes. You know what is my favorite, one of my favorite part of our friendship? What's that? Our thinking through things together and i'm talking about work i'm talking about relationships i'm talking about everything if you need to sit and think about it and strategize about it there's no better person than you to think through something thank you bubby you're welcome bubs charismatic and inspiring hell yeah hell yeah this is it for me all right are you ready for my strengths yes bubby i'm curious totally curious to a fault remember my uh, real housewives tagline if you don't want to be asked questions, don't invite me. Hey, do you remember mine? I'm not here to fix your problems. We had two of them. So the first one is, if there's no solution, then there is no problem. Efficiency. And the second one is, I can't fix all your problems. Quality number two. Observant. Campaigners believe there are no irrelevant actions, that every shift in sentiment, every move, and every idea is part of something bigger. That's true. You're all about the deeds. Energetic and enthusiastic. You're like a fire of positivity. Thank you. True story. Uh, excellent communicator. You are a very good communicator. You can talk the fuck out of anything. And uh, also you, you're good at communicating in different formats. What do you mean? How many presentations do you make per week? A lot. Because you're the presentation monster. Because mm -hmm. you're good at it. And you're good at reading and writing. And you're good at performing. Thank you. Uh, knows how to relax. What do you think about that? I agree. Read the, dis the description. It's not all nature of the cosmos discussion with campaigners. People with a personality type know that sometimes nothing is as important as simply having fun and experiencing life's joys. Yeah, that's true. No, you're very good actually at like um, bringing back like lightheartedness into your and the people around you's routine. What yeah. else? What else? One more and I feel like you're going to love this one. Tell me. Very popular and friendly. Oh my God. <laughs> Rhea has a new best friend every fucking week. Yes, Mazen, I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> um this week and next week by the way you are going to be old news too that's not true though that's that is not true i so maintain true. let's French. call nadia and ask her what she feels no that's not true because if that was true then you wouldn't be sitting right here next to me because i'm a power of nature motherfucker that's not true and who else nadia wouldn't still be around fine fine Elizabeth i'm just saying you have like new best friends every other week and that's just who you are 
Can I just read what it says? Part of the beauty it of It says, all Leo. this adaptability and spontaneity comes together to form a person who is approachable, interesting, and exciting with a cooperative and altruistic spirit and friendly, empathetic disposition. Love it. People like me. What can I say? And Rhea? What? Let's do one last thing, shall we? Let us read. Oh, the p- celebrities. Yes. Let us read. Hold on. Who are the famous people who are the uh, same type as I love as mine. Okay, we'll one do one each. Okay, you. Steve Jobs. Robert Downey Jr. Gordon Ramsay. That's nice. hilarious. Quentin Tarantino. Margaret Thatcher. Kelly Clarkson. Franklin D. Ruse. Ellen DeGeneres. Jim Carrey. Carrie Bradshaw. Whoopi Goldberg. Malcolm X. Phil Dumphy, Spider-Man. Oh, my favorite. You know who's going to love this? Will Lamas. Smith. I'm a Doctor Strange. <laughs> Tony Soprano. That's a little Russell bit terrifying. Russell Brand. And also, another really scary one. You want to hear it? Yeah. Francis J. Underwood. Ay, 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 ay. Peter Malark from uh, <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> we actually did this test once. Yeah. I did turn out to be Peter. And one really cool one. Who? Are you ready? I even yes. have the same haircut as her right now. Who? Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada. Nice. Yes. Oh, before we sign off. <gasps> what? All right. What is the one ultimate truth each of our personalities captured about each other? So what do you agree the most about the campaigner's description of me? And what is one thing that the thing missed? Definitely your ability to make friends and your ability to build relationships and to sense small things and to pay attention to the details. That's resonated quite a bit. What did it not capture? I don't know if it's just that you didn't read it in the descriptions, but it didn't capture your extreme intelligence. Thank you. You're welcome. It's very nice of you. I didn't tell you what it didn't capture in your weaknesses. Zing! (laughs) You'll tell me that off mic because I need to keep a decorum on the podcast. Yes. All right. So the thing that it definitely captured about you is your go-getter, energetic, fiery personality. Like if you want to get something done and not only get it done, but get it done in a fun, enthusiastic way. Call me maybe. Call Luli. And the thing that it did not capture is your compassion. Uh, They said a lot of things like ruthless and shit like that but you're actually one of the most compassionate people that i know thank you Rezo. don't ever forget that even though commander sounds very rigid you're not a rigid person yeah you're very empathetic and that's why we really encourage you to read this with a grain of salt except for the extroverted introverted which is a real thing but definitely use it to do it in a group and then discuss it with the people around you and get their feedback if nothing else it's a good excuse for a good sharing session and on this lovely 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 notes thank you for listening to who run the world this episode was all about myers-briggs and personalities on our part we have a commander and a campaigner and share with us sounds like a match made in heaven right every commander needs a campaigner it's but you know what you know what this reminds me of uh come on you got it ah come on come on obama no suffragist (laughs) suffragette oh my god right? that's so true right right so you would be the suffragette i'd be the one out there being like and i would be the suffragette and you'd be the one organizing everything I love in the background it. it's perfect it's brilliant it's great that's why i love having you around commander yeah thank you campaigner we couldn't do it without you so yeah thanks a lot you guys for listening to us and please do hit that subscribe button or if you think you have a friend who might enjoy listening to us do us a favor share our podcast with Recommend. them today that was a very campaigner move on your part. I've learned from the best. And me too. Since we are releasing episodes every Wednesday, we are organized. <laughs> there we go. Signing off, everybody. See you next Wednesday. Love ya.